goal floats over to Spain. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fox Sports Rugby Podcast. Sean Maloney in at HQ alongside Sam Worthington and Christy Doran. Fellas, it's just been too long since the three of us have sat down for a chat. We're missing our colleague Stephen Hoyles, but I tell you what, so nice to be back with you two. Oh, very nice of you to say so. Much better Shawnee, to um, Is it really? You've just come back from Germany, from Deutschland. Holy smokes. Just come back from the October Fest Sevens, which is a tournament pushing to become of the a part of the World Series, and it's ready made. It's good to go. Saw some amazing footy. The Aussie men's side took out the title. They beat, yeah, they were and they were super impressive. They put away Fiji forty points to seven in the finale at the uh, Olympia München Stadium, uh, home of the 72 Olympics, Munich was, yep, I think. Yep. Uh, they could not have been any better. Now, there was a lot of conjecture on the line around the quality of the Fijian team that was sent. I tell you what, Fijian Sevens fans are passionate, um, just as passionate as New Zealand 15s fans. They teed off. They were... They were Filthy with what had happened, and then, right. and they they came out and said, you know, we're seeing our second string team. What do you expect? You know, this is a garbage Aussie side. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. This Aussie side, um, and we unearthed uh, a potential superstar in the form of Morris Longbottom, boys, who you've subsequently followed up. A young kid from uh, La, he's a Lapa boy, Lapa Roos boy here in Sydney has got the feet of just doesn't he? Dazzling feet of. I mean, it's a combination of Ben Barber. Uh, Sarevi, William Ryder they're that, they're that, that, that style of feet if you know what I mean just made for sevens made for sevens and he scored some scintillating tries so the Aussie sevens have opened there that was probably the biggest tournament they'll play in the lead up to the start of the World Series which kicks off first weekend of December in Dubai uh, in fine style in fine style Morris Longbottom a very impressive athlete but you also uh we're a bit of a yeah, star okay, attraction so my, there. Oh, okay. uh, can, can you just explain the getting yeah, so, sort of zip line down to deliver the match ball? So at the Olympic Stadium uh, in Munich, there's a zip line that crosses the field. And on day one, we gave it a run through. Day two, managed to launch off the roof ahead of game one. Pop all the players were out on the field and fling the rhino uh, beer rugby ball down to, I think it was Chile v, Chile v Portugal that game. So uh, one bounce and popped up, sat up, and the guys brought it in, and away we went. It was unbelievable. And i tell you what, it, boys, uh, have you guys done Oktoberfest before? No. I've been there a couple of times, but I haven't have been, you been to Oktoberfest. Have you, have, uh, I've been to the halls, though. Great fun. Yeah, but the halls are nothing unless you've been there in the Oktoberfest Wiesen Hall. So the Wiesen is the name of the festival uh, and runs 16 days. You're talking tents, fellas, here. Ten to 15,000 people per tent. It's madness. You want pork knuckle, they got that. You want roast Ooh, chicken, I do. I do. they're rolling it out, the gravy, the, the, like the mez plat, but done German style. Just stein after stein after stein. It is that... For me, the happiest place on earth. Between that and Hong Kong, <laughs> the happiest place on earth. Because everyone is in such a great mood. Yeah. Did, did you bring home a, a Stein? Because uh, nah, they weigh a ton. I mean, And then you get these, these uh, slight-looking German women who are carrying around... Frauleins. 12, 14 Steins at a go. Yeah. We're talking... Yeah. So let's go a litre. So a litre weighs a K. Uh, but the, the actual Stein itself... 
seven or eight hundred grams minimum. Get a bit of a workout drinking. Those oh, those arms oh, are looking strong, mate. Those ridiculous. Are, those forearms are looking so very strong. What, the, the DHL October first sevens was something else altogether, and I hope that they get their dream of becoming part of the series. What, what are the odds of that happening? It seems to be pretty well received. Super well received. So there are a whole bunch of people from World Rugby there. Uh, day one was quiet. That was on the Friday, so they did the Friday Saturday combo. Everyone's still at work. Um, day two, uh, they had seventeen thousand there. Day two. When Germany played, and this is the beauty of rugby through Europe, and this is something that we become so, uh, that we're so oblivious to down here, is that when they support their side, they support their side. They made so much noise, waving flags all the way through, because it's that sport that's a tier under football, under soccer. The it's almost a niche, and they are so passionate about it. They won their last game of the uh, weekend. They beat, I think, it might have been Argentina, which is a big scout to finish fifth. And that's all you want as a if you are hosting your own tournament and you win your last game of the weekend, then you are a happy camper. And they went berserker. Well, sounds like a wonderful fit, October fifth with the the oh, seven. It's so perfect. Uh, it's mm. perfect. You'd have to do it in that in that time frame inside those sixteen yep. days of October fest. But um, yeah, the the organising. Committee did just a wonderful job inside a year. Can you sign off with a little bit of German? How much German did you pick uh, up over there? Servus is like a Bavarian way of saying how you going, and uh, it's just a nice term. Servus, S E R V U S, I believe is how it's spelt. Beautiful. And outside of that, just I know, beer, can beer I have another beer? <laughs> just hit me with another one. Prost. Yeah, danke. Uh, the, 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 only, the, only one I, the only thing I struggle with all week long. Apart from my body collapsing on me uh, ahead of the last day's session, I mean, it really collapsed. Uh, I won't go into the details of it, but it wasn't pretty. Um, was the wheat beers. I don't know how you guys go on the wheat beers. The they're stronger. Yeah. Don't the, mind the, them. The, good. the Vs beers, they're just hard to put away. One or two. You can't have too many, yeah. though, can you? All this talk about beer actually reminds uh, me that you haven't actually paid up for that case from about, <laughs> from about two years ago. Why don't we save that for our <laughs> end of season get-together when everyone's here to share it in? But I do owe you guys a case. Um, so that was that. Seven's coming up. We'll touch on that at the end. Right now, though, guys, let's get into our final. Well, it is, our, I guess, our final uh, domestic test. Te- yeah, our final domestic test of the year. Australia v New Zealand this weekend. Australia finishing the rugby championship undefeated in four games. They'd never done that previously. In the history of the Tri-Nations or rugby championship, the Wallabies had never gone four on the bounce undefeated. The signs, I thought, off the back of Argentina looked particularly good. I know they're ranked 10th in the world, but I thought they looked great. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned that four-game unbeaten streak. The the thing that I've liked out of the Wallabies camp is they're not actually happy with that. Bernard Foley saying, yeah, okay, two of them were draws, so we're not particularly impressed, which is great that they're looking at those games as missed opportunities, which is uh, the healthy way to look at it, I think, from a, from a high-performance perspective. So, um, yeah, obviously the ultimate test uh, this weekend, but, uh, I mean, I think the the signs are pretty good that at the very least they're going to uh, make a real game of it like uh, like they did in Dunedin. Um, they'll draw a lot from that. Um, it's basically from the two Bledisloe games so far. The whole season for the Wallabies, it was just that first half against the All Blacks, complete annihilation. Since then, they've been pretty good, haven't they, Christy? Yeah, they have, but we can't forget that there was a little mishap against Scotland in, in June as well, so it hasn't been well, all that crazy. We can't go back that far. Talking but rugby champs. Yeah, we yeah. can't go but, back that no, far. No, you can't, but they have improved with each test. It's just now a matter of starting strongly because we saw it last year as well with the opening test against the All Blacks in Sydney that they got they got pounced by 50 points again. and So it's 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 coming up with a solution of starting strong. Guys, tell me this. We And we asked this question the other week on Kick and Chase. 
Why is it that both Australia and the Springboks got smoked in their opening games against the All Blacks, but then found a way in their second hitouts to come out and make it... One was a one-point game, the other was a, what, two- or three-point game. Well, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get how you could be caught on the hop by the world champions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's not like they, most of those guys have played against them before, haven't they? Um, yeah, I, I guess just adjusting to that, that level, it takes a while to actually adjust to the, that extra pace and, and skill level. I, I don't know, but there, there shouldn't be any excuses for it. Um, the, the, I mean, the big talking point at the time, of course, uh, the Wallabies surely should now start organising a, a warm-up game before Bledisloe won. Uh, like the All Blacks do, they were they were sitting around and, and they played Samoa, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then they, they were sitting around in camps, um, you know, for for over a month, and it just seems insane not to to have a, a competitive head out against someone. Yeah, well, I think the, the Samoan game was before the Lions series, but they had the oh, they had a, against the county. They have an internal. Well, yeah, they play against provincial I ten cup the, teams, might ten cup they teams. They had a three way with yeah. uh, counties. And they always have a, a couple of others. Always have they? a bit of a three way, yeah. So at least uh, it's at least it's, it's a game, uh, yeah, with with a crowd and on TV and, and in a competitive setting. And I yeah, just don't understand why the Wallabies don't do that. So yeah. let's so let's backtrack to uh, Argentina. Some standout performances. Mariki Corabidi. Uh, Dempsey was good as well, Hoops, as always. And that team has stayed pretty much intact ahead of this weekend's game against the All Blacks in Brisbane, with the exception of Rob Simmons comes in for Isaac Rodder, who's having uh, someone put a chainsaw through his enormous shoulder to fix him up, get him ready to go. Uh, the other change came, Michael Hunt didn't find a spot. Nah. The back line was as is, correct? Mm. That was the only change. Correct, just Nan Hannigan coming onto the bench as Nad well. Nan Hannigan goes yeah. on the bench. And who dropped off? Uh, well, Simmons, Nadley, steps, Simmons of steps up and then he comes of on. Course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Of course. Rob Simmons continues to be the go-to man for Coach Michael Checker. I'm just wondering, and I've asked this question of you guys pre-podcast, uh, pre asked the question day in, day out. I don't, what did Rory Arnold do wrong? Yeah, he's he's right out in the cold now, isn't he? Um, uh, yeah, Checker wasn't uh, impressed with his. Uh, was, it, was it after the Perth test where yeah, he got it was. flicked? Yeah, so he played quite well against uh, against the All Blacks, and then and then his yeah form dropped off a bit. But yeah, it seems a little bit harsh. There's some real. The, the, I mean, the the merry go round continues with the locks, doesn't it? Um, and and it, there's a lot of guys pushing each other to partner. Adam Coleman, he's the he's the no brainer selection there. And then it's uh, still wide open, you know, going into the World Cup. So. Uh, I, I personally would have had Luke Antui in there partnering Coleman in the starting team. We sort of spoke that, um, spoke about that throughout the week. But uh, Czech is obviously concerned about the line-out. He gets a little bit paranoid about the, the All Blacks line-out, which I guess is a valid reason. But, but, but I, but I Ritalik as well. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would have chucked uh, Luke Arn in there, you know, like for like him and Rod are uh, probably on a, a par in my eyes at the moment, two highly promising players. It'd be great at some stage to work out what, what his love affair is with Rob Simmons. He's not the only one. You know, Dean Mum over the years as well, as much as they've been good players and great servants for Australian rugby, uh, you know, it is surprising because the reality is this bloke had, uh, was, was, you know, been looked over by the Reds. Um, and uh, you know it is it is surprising. Luke Antui could have even been an option at, at number six uh, potentially. With, although Jack Dempsey had a, is by far and away his best match against Argentina in Mendoza. Uh, look to his physicality and um, his, his his height, and um, I think you know the fact that he plays in Brisbane as well would have been an interesting. Um, 
chance for him to play at number six for, for the first time really ever as well. I yeah. thought Carmichael Hunt would have been a certain selection on the bench at least, just given the the sheer violence in which he's been uh, serving up in the NRC, bouncing back with Brisbane City. Uh, you were you were there, Chrissy, to watch him take on the Rays the other week at Pitwater Rugby Park, and he went looking for people to mm. hit with the ball and without. Uh, contact was great. His involvements were, were, were high. Bench at halftime, plugged 40 in, and then came out again on the weekend in the wet up the swimming pool. in the swimming pool at West Bulldogs in Brisbane. <laughs> and it was a similar thing. He ended up with 10 in the bin for uh, doing something wrong, but he was uh, in a similar state of mind, just chasing guys to hit. So I guess we don't see much, we won't see him this weekend, but certainly on the spring tour, you've yeah. got to think. Or even that game against Japan coming up. Yeah, he'll be uh, gutted. Uh, he spoke, you know, during the week very passionately. Well, one of the main reasons he he switched to rugby is he wanted to take on the the All Blacks and and test himself there. So um, it was it was a bit strange because normally that when they wheel guys out for media and stuff, that's a sure sign that they're uh, going to get picked. They're going to be in the team. And yeah. and uh, Czech is you know on record he's a huge fan of Carmichael as well. So yeah, it's it's all a little bit uh, odd that um, that non-selection. I would have had him in there ahead of Henry Spate, who's you know only covering one position and to be honest hasn't been in the best of form so yeah I would have left Karevi there because Karevi's starting to make some good impact off off the bench and and throwing Carmichael as another option on, on the bench as well yeah you can't yeah it is, is it is it is interesting because he um you know Brisbane boy as, as yeah. well um played his whole life basically at Suncorp Stadium and Stephen Moore comes off the bench thank God Stephen Moore gets a shot off the bench in what is shaping I mean you would never declare it because he signed through to 29 and he signed through to the World Cup in 2019 uh Stephen Moore will come off the bench on the weekend and guys I thought he was excellent in Argentina looked re-energised, looked to have a bit more of a spring in the step. He's passing out of Christmas about it. His decision-making uh, late in that game looked to be on, on the money as well. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, as captain over the last two, three years, he's looked often tired, hasn't he? Like the weight of the world on his shoulders and, and you know, just a little bit sluggish in some of the stuff that he's done. But you're quite right. This this uh, role that he's had the last couple of tests, he's performed really, really well for the last uh, half an hour or so, I think it's been roughly. Um, and, and, yeah, just had more energy about his performance, uh, the smile on his face, which has mm. been um, a, bit, a bit absent as well. So, yeah, I think he's, uh, yeah, hopefully set up for a happy farewell and a, and a strong, strong finish to the season. Did I hear Ian Healy? Yeah, we did. Former... Yeah. Yeah. Australian cricketing legend Ian Healy come out in support of his selection? Well, of course you go back to what was it, 99 when he got dropped ahead of the, the first test against Pakistan and Adam Gilchrist made his, his test debut there. Oh, right. So he, he wasn't given the chance after being a centurion to, uh, to run out in front of his home crowd. So came out and said it would have been, you know, don't be dumb, let's, let's you know, rightly reward, I suppose, um, and pay tribute to, to a great Australian player and person, I suppose. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you shouldn't be picking on on sentiment, but I think he deserves that spot there at the moment. Um, you know, you, you least see uh, promising cameos as well. But uh, yeah, I, I think more the showing that he's still uh, still up to it for a few more good, few more runs around the test. He's arena. still probably got the best, you know, throw in, throw in Australia yeah. as well. So you know that line out and the set piece is going to be huge come Saturday night. Whether or not we see him beyond this year. In a domestic test in Australia remains to be seen Stephen Moore, but he's hoping he brains them on Saturday night. Uh, fellas, the All Blacks team, we glossed over it. So, Retallick out, Barrett out with concussion issues. Sopawanga comes in starting at 10. Uh, first time he started at 10 since his debut back in 2015. 
I, I think the Aussies will be, I would imagine, quite happy to uh, to be able to try and put some pressure on Lima in that position early on. Yeah, imagine, I mean, imagine they'd be at him from the get go. Yeah, the the guys that you've mentioned that are that are out um, plus Milner Scudder as well, but but Barrett and um, and Ritalik, I mean, they're close to. The All Blacks' two best players, aren't they? And and obviously been tormentors. Well, if you're picking a world for the Wallabies, they'd be the two first, two first picks. Almost, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, that's clearly uh, a bit of a leg up for the Wallabies. You know, under no illusions that the replacements will be pretty close to that level. And um, yeah, I think Sopawangi, the, the Wallabies would be silly to you know put too much emphasis on trying to attack him but uh yeah he's relatively inexperienced at at test level it might be a bit greasy up there so um of course uh you know run some bodies at him and and, and test him out yeah he's had a kind of an interesting year because he missed much of it through through injury and then he came back and he was playing uh second fiddle at at times um and he was struggling with his with his with his passing and just with his game but he has built into it. It's a completely different thing, though, starting a test match than it is coming off the bench with, you know, 20 to go, which is what he's done for, for most of the year. He didn't play the Lions series because, of course, Aaron Cruden was there. Um, so a lot of pressure on him. But you, you forget that, you know, 2014, it was Ritalik that was well player of the year. 2016 uh, is Bowden Barrett. 2015, Nihal Miroskada was world rookie player of the year. So there's a lot of talent that's, that's out of it. A great opportunity for the Wallabies, who, with the exception of Rodder, Sefa Naivalu, mm-hmm. a couple of fringe mm-hmm. players, I suppose, uh, are pretty pretty much full strength. Call me crazy. Okay, so the odds this weekend, you can get five bucks about the Aussies to win. I don't mind the idea of having uh, a Rennie Matua, two bucks on the Aussies at five bucks. I really don't. I think, I don't know, I go back to, was it 2014 when Malachi Fekatoa scored yeah. that last-minute try and Crotty, I think it might have been, knocked the conversion over. Or it might have been Bodie, one of the two of them. Um, and we led pretty much the entire game up until that last minute. It was. It was 2014 because then off the back of that, you and McKenzie yep. um, said no more. It might have been crude in the And then it, it, all, it yeah. all fell to pieces in the immediate aftermath following that. Uh, we haven't had a third and final, but as though in Brisbane there since then, have we? Pass. Am I right in saying that? No, we haven't. I don't think we have. Because 2015, we had the World Cup. Last year was somewhere else. Um, I think the third two one in was New Zealand. Two in New Zealand last year. So yeah, yep. so it's been since then. And uh, I just, I don't know. I just get, a, I get a sense of the way well, that, you, that side's tracking, and they seem to be, for me, they seem to be an angry unit. They seem to be a more cohesive group, and. I don't know. I just they're, they're juicy odds, no doubt about it. And I mean, they they, they should be more motivated than the All Blacks. Um, you know, the, we'll say the the All Blacks are pretty good at managing to to stay on top of their mental game, um, which is you know one of their most impressive attributes. But I mean, the, the Wallabies should be more eager, more desperate. You'd, you'd think to 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 knock them over for once and and uh, you know get get Aussies talking about rugby again. Such a huge opportunity for him. Last home test of the year, you know, the amount of momentum and the belief that these guys could take into next year's Super Rugby season uh, would be huge, I think, you know. But, and it's not just that. It's not just... Uh, it's, it's not... The win can have such an impact at this time of the year because NRL's finished, AFL's over... A-League ticks along, but it's in the early stages of the of the season. So it is a gift wrap, gold present that Australia, that the Wallabies can deliver Australian sporting fans if they can find a way to put away New Zealand this weekend. 
Absolutely. And last uh, test for Super Mario Ledesma as well. Yep. Um, they'll be keen to send him off. He's a, quite an emotional character. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the boys in the front row will be keen for, for one big last push. That's a, another interesting area to me. Going into the last test, I really thought that was an area that um, the Wallabies could attack with, with Kane Hames there and, and Laulala from the All Blacks. But they've actually, Lala's been good. They've actually had a really dominant mm. scrum. So, um, mm. yeah, that, that's... Uh, fine. That's that's one area that the Wallabies need to gain parity at least. Yep. In. Um, okay, so fellas, uh, give us your margins, total points, margins, go. Wallabies to to win uh, 28-22. What's the latest forecast, mate? Is it still raining up there? Is it, it was, oh God, it was piercing down. I'll there say, last I'll say, New Zealand. 38 Australia 33 yeah of course you would um, <laughs> you know what you've got to you've got to put well past 30 points on the All Blacks to win so I'll go 38 28 in favour of Oof. the Wallabies over New Zealand you've got to run up big points and from memory these third and final games generally have a way of serving up big points as well so um, I know that's generally because <laughs> the series have been decided you know, um, quite early on in most of the last uh, 13 or 14 years. So Australia's got anyway. points in them against the All Blacks now, don't they? I think mm. Horsey's been, Horsey and Drew yep. Mitchell have been talking about that. They're, they're scoring tries from long range. Um, they're much more organised in their uh, counter-attack and, and, and um, attacking off, off turnover balls. So, yeah, I, I've got no doubt that they've got some points in them. OK, now, before we wrap up the Rugby Championship, man, we go around the table and we pick our uh, player... Of the tournament, I'll start with you, Chrissy Doran, your player of the rugby championship. Oh, it's uh, you know been, you can pick one from th- thrown, you know thrown on the spot a little no, bit. No, no, I, ha- no, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't thrown you on the spot at all. But you can pick one from each of the sides. There you go. Short Australian would you'd have to say, Curtly Bill. Yep. Um, emerging player though, I think Luke and I didn't Tui. ask for an emerging player. Oh. I asked for an, I asked for your key <laughs> player. We're rule, rule broker, aren't I? From each of the four, each Rebel. of the four, go. Yep, so, K- KB. so, so KB uh, from South Africa, Khaleesi. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Argentina would be one of the back rowers. Oh, actually, a Creevy. you yep. just got to love him, sure. everything about him. And yep. then from, uh, from from New Zealand, it's hard to say, but uh, perhaps Kieran Reid. Yeah, right, okay. I like that. I think we're going to have a bit of a mix-up here. I'll go, I'll go Rico Ioane, um, just absolute weapon, quite yep. quite remarkable. His, yep. his uh, attacking stats are amazing. Yep. Uh Pablo Matera from Argentina, love him. Mm-hmm. They they keep churning out mm-hmm. the good loose forwards. Uh, pity the you know the rest of the team don't yep. don't stack up around him. Um, Malcolm Marks, he had a, a shocker um, at North Harbour, but then he played close to as good an individual game as I've ever seen from one bloke. It was just ridiculous. He about five turnovers, scored a try, try assist, was whacking blokes uh, all night. So I'll, I'll give Malcolm a yep. a shout out and. The Wallabies, I'll give obviously the the you know Kirtley, Israel and, and Hoops have been very very good, but Reese Hodge, the impact that he's made, yeah, okay. um, really really you know holding down a starting spot now, and I th- I do like the idea of him going to number thirteen uh, long term, and, and uh, he, he does give me that real Sterling Mortlock vibe uh, run, running up the centre there. He's a uh, he's a handful to put down, that's for sure. Uh, I'll take your Malcolm Marks from South Africa. I'll take your Augustine Creevy from Argentina. I'll throw Bodie Barrett in as my number 10 out of New Zealand, uh, 10 of the tournament, and I will go hoops 
as the Australian player. Good mix there, though, fellas. I like that it's we could, we're coming at it from different angles. We could cobble together a pretty good 15 there, I reckon. Indeed, we could. Uh, game of the tournament. We can take your pick between the Australia-New Zealand game in Dunedin and then, obviously, New Zealand-South Africa game over in Newlands. That was definitely one of the best games you will ever see in Test Match footy. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be at the Dunedin game as well. I sort of had to rewrite my story a few times. So, um, yeah, that, that, was, uh, that, that was all go. But, yeah, that, that game in the middle of there's something special about I, I know it's not good for Super Rugby having to do it but there is something special about being up at weird hours um, you know knowing that a lot of people are sleeping while you're watching this epic uh, game un- unfold in your screen so yeah that, that, that'll definitely live in the memory as well just hey. ridiculous that that, went, that first half went 49 and a half minutes yeah. crazy absolutely nuts <laughs> yep. You know who didn't wish it went 49 minutes? Nahim Ilnuskata, who got injured in that oh, extra no. time. Yeah, quite right. He would be filthy with that. Uh, fellas, finally, your up-and-comer or your rookie of the rugby championship. They were few and far between, but I went with Marika as as mine. I yeah, know, because most of the other guys had all played, you know, they'd all played Test yeah. 40 through June or previous to that. So I just like the way that tightly wound Fijian-born beast just... Took Wound his opportunity. Up. Goes good. He went looking for it too. I'm just trying to think went of... Uh, went on the hunt for it. Went on the Carmichael hunt. He did. Just trying to think of uh, genuine newcomers. I mean, David Havili's only played a few minutes, but but looked promising. Uh, who else have we got? Christy? Oh, you got, you got <laughs> Lucan, you got Isaac. Lucan. Yeah. Isaac Rodder, yeah. Jesus, it's been a long... Actually, Jack, Jordan, Jack, Jack Jordan. Dempsey, that last test he yeah, played he was really, really strong. Yeah. God, it's been a long year, you know? <laughs> When you think when you think back to where it all began with Super Rugby, it has been such a long year. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> it really is. Um, it is. So that's the that's the rugby championships um, behind us. We've all made our tips for this weekend, fellas. Quickly, let's look ahead to uh, some other news in the world of rugby. As I said, we've got the sevens kicking off uh, men's and women's in Dubai the first weekend of December. Um, so that's all a go. The Aussies had that blowout in Germany. They've also got a, uh, Silicon Valley Sevens. They'll go over and play in the USA. <coughs> Excuse me. Our women's side are down in Bendigo today, tomorrow, playing a five or six game series against the New Zealand women's seven side to tune up. Then they've got Central Coast Sevens followed by Oceania, and then they're off to Dubai as well. So all that on the radar in the next little bit in the world of the shortened form of the game. What else are we missing out on there? NRC, you've been calling that? NRC, that was what we'll wrap. We'll wrap it up with the NRC. Uh, it has been a wonderful... Uh, it's been a wonderful competition. It really has. The quality has been above and beyond. This has easily been the best quality this year. Um, what really... And, and we can't do anything about it, but what really shits me is that we're going to get to the finals and whichever two sides make the finals or even across those last two weeks everyone's going to be stripped of their best players because they're all going to be on their way to the Northern Hemisphere. Mm. The Fijian and Drua are going to lose a ton of players to the flying Fijians. Yeah. Um, Queensland Country, who are going great guns under new Queensland Reds coach Brad Thorne, will lose most likely Izzy Parisi, Duncan Payer, Auer, uh, Isaac Rodders out. Tong and Thor most probably go on that tour again. There might be one or two others. Uh, so they're in the mix. You've got uh, Cam- Canberra Vikings. Actually, the Canberra Vikings get off light, and this is why I think they're the favourites for the tournament by right. a stretch, because Sam Carter will stay. Uh, Rory Arnold, I mean, he'll go. Uh, Spady will go. But outside of those two, and Joe Powell. So there's those three that are most likely going to head off. Um, and there's one other. So Brisbane City will lose Carmichael Hunt, and Samu Karevi, one or two others. 
So we, do you see where I'm going with this? Mm. So we've had yep. these amazing footy all year long, and then we're going to get to the we're going to get to the big time, and unfortunately, we're going to be stripped of some of the real star power that's made this comp fire. Yeah, that is a, a shame. There's probably not a hell of a lot, not a lot that can be uh, I know, I, it's done just about one of those things. Yeah. You can't do you, disappointing. You can't do anything about it. But uh, the footy has been excellent, and having seen what the Vikings uh, did to the Rays on the weekend, they absolutely. Um, Pole Axum. Do you know what got me thinking, fellas? I think we need a revamp in terms... I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the competition next year with all the conjectures still going around with the Indo Rugby Pacific Championship. All these all these balls are juggling, being, still just being juggled in the air. Will Twiggy Forrest get involved in the NRC? What's going to happen on that front? Uh, I'd like to see a more even spread at the talent. I don't know how you do that outside of a restraint of trade on the players and where they want to be and what they want to do, but I would love a draft system. I'd love... If we are going to go NRC again and not go the club championship route, if we are going to go NRC again, uh, do, you know, do you know what I'm going with Is that? Is it not uh, like it, we're seeing it? It changes year to year, doesn't it? Some of the strong teams from, from last year but are struggling. The Rays, so the Rays have been stripped. I mean, the Rays, yeah. the, I, I felt so sorry for the Rays on the weekend. Speaking to... Julian Huxley post-game, who's been trying to scrounge around to fill out a side for the back end of the competition because they've been so knocked around with injuries. Some of these other sides have still got you know high-quality super rugby players, some of them not even playing. So just finding a way of spreading that talent better across the competition. Well, I, I, I look at it a couple of ways, and you look at Queensland, the two teams at the moment, City and, and Country. Obviously, City have been benefited from the, the cameos from Hunt as well as from Quade Cooper particularly. Um, but, you know, they've got two teams there, and, and New South Wales have got three sides. Are they spreading their resources a little bit too much? I, I look at it as, uh, I mean, the key point in this comp is to develop players, isn't it, rather than it's probably less important to have, um, you know, I, I guess an even product in some respects. If you know where I'm going, it's all about yeah, but developing it is, players. It is to develop players, but you can't develop players if they're getting smacked every week by 50 or 60 points. That's not yeah. going to develop anyone. It seems pretty fickle week to week, though, doesn't it, depending on who's available. I know uh, the, the, the Rays are having a tough time this season, the but they've had, but previously the they've, Eagles, d- previously they've done well, time. and it seems to swing year to year, but... Rams yeah. are up and down. They what's what's at, at, at the grounds themselves? Like, is, are the, it's, is, it's is, is, the epi- is there a bit of loyalty growing around some of these teams from fans? I or? think some of these uh, teams went backwards this year. Some made big jumps forward. For example, the Brisbane City Rays game that um, Chris and I were at two weeks back had a decent turnout. It wasn't too bad at Rat Park on the grandstand side. Problem is, as is always a problem, we're shooting away from the grandstand side to an empty hill, so if you're watching it at home, it doesn't look all that um, like it's uh, busting all that much. Fiji, though, when we were over there in Suva for the mm. Drua v Perth Spirit game, there was 10,000 people there. More than that, there's probably 11 or 12, to be honest, and they were just going absolutely nuts for what they were seeing, and it was a complete performance. It was incredible. Uh, the other other big crowd we had was Rams v Fiji at TG Milner, which was tied into the Aussie Schoolboys game. So some are getting more than others. Brisbane always seem to... They just can't get enough up there in Brisbane. In Canberra on the weekends, there weren't, mm, no, no. weren't a whole lot down in Canberra. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what happens next year. I, I, I don't know. I'll leave that 
like you guys do to the people who yep. make the decisions. Sa- seems a bit unfortunate though. A guy like Simon Cron though, who desperately wants to be involved with the Rays, isn't isn't allowed to unfortunately because he's just about to join with you know with the uh, with the Waratahs as an assistant coach there. But you've got at the same time Brad Thorne who's working with a lot of these Queensland country blokes at the moment, and a lot of them are going to be part of the, of the Queensland Reds roster next I, year. I actually feel like that's what part of the reason Queensland country have gone so well this year. Uh, and similar with Brisbane City, that Brad Thorne is announced as coach, and they think, shit, here's a chance for me yeah. to really impress the yeah. boss for next year. I'm going to rip and tear for a minute one. Um, well, I mean, that's that's basic human, uh, human mm. psychology around trying to do that to try and impress him and keep him on uh, in, keep yourself in his good books I had a chat to him post game after the match on the weekend so they beat the Rams out at TG Milner I fa- you know where I find him I find him on you know how you know how we always hear about this all blacks cleaning change rooms and all this you know humble stuff but there's a camera there to take a photo of the humility and we saw Joe Marler from England take the piss the other day did you, I don't know if you guys saw that on the line but Joe Marler was sweeping up the change room and, and said I'm just being humble you know but there was a video camera behind it was very funny but Brad Thorne on the weekend at TG Milner no shit he was there post game everyone was off shaking hands the crowd had pretty much emptied out of TG and he was walking around on the near side, near the commentary side, picking up bits of strapping tape, walking around with a wheelie bin, picking up uh, lecky tape, bottles. Like, that's just him. Like, yep. he, that's just how up and down that bloke is. Is He actually lives that standard. So, yep. I, I, I don't know, just seeing something like that post-game, and then quick interview with him, um, just knowing that, that's what he's going to set for that side next year. It's going to be awesome to see how he goes. Like he's, you know, chucked in the deep end to some degree. Pretty inexperienced coach, but um, I think it. I think it is going to work quite well with obviously the experience of McGann there um, alongside him, and he's he's just such a popular guy. So I, I think Queensland's going to get right in behind them, and, and when the Reds fans, you know, feel engaged and happy, they they turn out in big numbers. So yeah, let, let's hope that I, I get the feeling in, in Australia rugby, it really does need a strong Queensland, doesn't it? Um, the whole game tends to fizz a bit more when when, when the people up there are, are filling out SunCorp. So yeah, exciting times and. And the, uh, another great part of the NRC is that it gives guys like Thorne a uh, chance to develop as well, not just the, the players. So it would be good to see... Um, he was, he was, uh, yeah, Dave Vessels, I think, uh, did some time in the NRC did, as well. So. Um, he was, yeah, he was... He was Brad, Big Brad was down on his side, conceding 31 points despite scoring 57. It was a record for them at the weekend. So this weekend we've got... Uh, we're up at Ballymore. We've got uh, Perth Spirit v Rays over in Perth. Fiji, Queensland Country up in Lautoka That's the big, in uh, Fiji. That's, the a, big, that's a big yep. game. Canberra may have a Canberra have got the bye this week. Um, and Brand, Rising play Rising might play the Rams down in Rising Town, but I'm not 100 percent on that. But I'll be in Melbourne and in Brisbane as well, calling that boys. Uh, do you want to come back next week? We do this one more time and wrap. I reckon so. The season. I reckon so. What do you think? I, reckon I might knock out the odd one during the spring tour as well. We don't have to don't yeah, have no to problem. sign off just yet. You're no, not about, you're not running off. off to the beach just yet, mate. Not just yet. Uh, 
And uh, actually, a quick shout out to man I spent a bit of time with in Germany, who's based up in the UK, a fellow named Liam Dolan, who works in rugby with uh, Bright Partnerships up there. They they were teamed up with DHL, getting the tournament ticking along in uh, Oktoberfest, and he listens religiously. So uh, LD, hopefully I'll see you in Dubai because that's that's going to be next stop. Actually, that's what I want to talk about next week. Um, I'll get to it next Dubai. week. No, no, Dubai, <laughs> but off the back of Dubai, um, Halsey, Griggs and I are going to the Livingston Rugby Club in Zambia to help coach, um, I guess, the best way of putting it, is poverty-stricken kids, and we're going to take some jerseys over, and that's going to be a whole other thing. So, Hope you're not doing the coaching, though. Uh, certainly not the passing. <laughs> I'll teach them how to hit. Um, boys, <laughs> thank you very much. Look, he's hoping this time next week we're talking about a Wallabies win, hey? He's hoping. All righty, on behalf of Christy Doran, Sam Worthington, it is Sean Maloney saying good luck to you and yours no matter who you're cheering in Bledisloe 3.